Good morning. How y'all doing today? I hope y'all having an amazing day. You know, because we only stand good vibes only. Disclaimer before I start, I'm not speaking for all black people. And I'm not speaking for everybody, but this is my point of view. So today we are going to get into the topic of tokenism, what it is, what it means, how it affects the different systems of life we have in America, all that nitty gritty. But before I start, I would like to talk about what happened in Capitol Hill. You know, I wouldn't normally talk about these things, but uh, it has not happened since 1812. And I was like, you know what? I got to talk about this. So just like I said, it is the first time the Capitol has been invaded since the British in 1812. And the actually most comical thing that happened is that it was invaded by white people who claim to have such devotion to country and they have constantly used their love of country to justify their racism yet they were the ones to invade their own capital and try to dismantle the systems of justice and government that was already built according to news articles they invaded to stop congress from voting and that biden won the election and they have been 66 cases trying to find whether there was cheating or fraud but only one found a small possibility in a small town like with like a thousand people in pennsylvania and honestly i think it's just looking for an imaginary needle in a haystack but i mean you do you boo but the thing that I was wondering is that what 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 was the goal? Like, what was the thing that they wanted to accomplish? Like, was it gonna be a make Trump president situation and like make people hostage, or was it like a hit and run? Like, cause it was just chaos. I mean, white people know how to do a lot of things, but I don't think they know how to protest. Like, this was just bad. Like, who were the re- leaders? Like, what was the theme? What were the chants? Did they have? They had none of that. They just carried Confederate flags and just, like, marched through. And, you know, they had four years to plan this, and they were so disorganized. Like, <laughs> my guys, do better. Now, the thing that many people have said, and I will, re- again, reiterate, is that I'm absolutely positive that if the majority of those people were people of color, black people, uh, Asians, Hispanic, people of color, that they wouldn't have even made it beyond the gates. Nope. Not even the 10 mile radius. They'd have been shot down, gunned down, tear gassed, rubber bullets, all that. Because when we look at the uniforms that the National Guard had when the Black Lives Matter protests were happening, you would have thought they were going to some actual war, like Iraq war, like World War II. Like, no, they, they were dressed in full militia outfit, but no. It, it was just black people. But last week, we have our police force that has a trillion dollar budget taking pictures with people who our beloved retiring president, Donald J. Trump, would not have hesitated to call terrorists had they been a couple shades darker. You know, just a little shades darker and they would have been branded terrorists. You know, like... <sighs> It was it was so unfortunate. And the most unfortunate thing, again, that I find is the outfits. Oh, my God. Mm, pack it up. It was so bad. Like, they look like they came out of Dust in the Himalaya. You know, dumpster first fashion X-esque, squirrel tail couture. Like, what were they wearing? Like, the man with the, in the picture with the squirrel tail, like, bae. Mm-mm. Get some nice clothes. Goodwill is not that expensive. You know, <laughs> it was just sad. It was... 
it looked really bad. They were it was like they were cosplaying the Homo erectus, and it was no, the outfits could have been better. So that was just embarrassing. And um, looking at the male to female ratio, it was there were a lot more middle aged white men. You know, no surprise there. We all know that was gonna happen. And honestly, I just want to say I, the women there were can be associated to tokens. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm feminist, all that, yeah, positive. But I'm saying the ratios between men and women in that protest were not equal, meaning there was no equality. So the women there can be assumed to be symbolic. The women in the protest there were just there so that um, the protesters can say that, oh, we we are inclusive. We have men and women. You know, we just we 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 just want Trump and all that. So, um, since like the ratio was was just symbolic, the ratio was small, the ratio was disproportionate. We can say that is tokenism. So you know that that was a smooth transition, y'all, but. Tokenism, by definition, is a practice of making only a symbolic effort to do a particular thing, especially by recruiting a small number of people, you know, the women, from underrepresented groups, the women, well, women, um, in order to give the appearance of sexual or racial e equality. So, as I was saying, they there were a small number of women to give the appearance of s sexual equality in this case but tokenism is not only about sexual equality it's about it's about racial equality and that is what i will be unpacking today you know inclusion of people in your friend groups fine no problem i stand that you know diverse friend groups are the best friend groups ever because you know i love eating other people's foods in from other people's cultures so that's why my friend groups are always diverse and in the past, black people were not allowed to mix with white people. So I do love the idea of diversity. But when it comes to a point where you're exclusively adding someone in your group from another race into your circle for the sole reason to that your group will not look racist, that your group will not look that they, like they discriminate, um, that is where it becomes wrong. That's where it becomes tokenism because you are essentially including this person just for the sole purpose of the illusion of racial equality in your in your friend group you know uh that is wrong because you're entirely squishing the in the personality of that person into a little bubble of race and ethnicity and their stereotypes that people perpetuate um in regards to the race and ethnicity of the person um People of color are not just stereotypical traits of society you know uh, people of color are are many different things they have the ability to form whatever ideas they want to form they have the freedoms to be as diverse as conservative as liberal as whatever they want to be and the the stereotypical traits that society has shoved down our throats due to the subconscious racism does that does not allow their puny brains to comprehend the amount of diversity people have when it comes to who they are it is essentially just wrong. You know, as a black person, I should be, I am allowed, in fact, to take space and we're allowed to, to exist. But when, but when it comes to tokenism, we're not allowed to do that. 
we're not allowed to be our unique selves because we are forced into situations that expect us and put an unspoken amount of subconscious racism and the pressure of such to conform to a small box of let's say if you're black you, you black woman you're all loud and ghetto and angry or so and and so forth of those hurtful stereotypical traits and when it comes to tokenism there is a difference between tokenism and inclusion because inclusion means that all people regardless of their abilities regardless of their disabilities or healthcare needs have the right to be respected and appreciated and valued as is the practice of making only a symbolic effort you know it's only symbolic that's why the word it's only symbolic effort to do a particular thing especially by recruiting a small number of people from underrepresented groups in order to give the appearance not because it is to give the appearance of equality and inclusion means that everybody is loved and appreciated and respected so there's clearly a difference because talk tokenism is when we include you be because of who you are and what what you bring to the table and all of that. But tokenism is when we include you because of your race and complementary and disvaluing who you are, but it's just because, oh, you're black, so we will include you. But inclusion is that we value your shit. You know, we care about your opinions. We care about who you choose to be and how you choose to express yourself and the space you, you take up. That is inclusion. Tokenism is the absolute opposite of inclusion. And most people, most um, schools, most um, institutions generally, when they're taking, um, especially uh, these pictures that that they, they they put in flyers and brochures, there's always that one awkward black person with like an afro, and they're just like smiling extremely hard to be normal. Like those smiles are on the borderline, like very scary. And there's only one of them, and they're usually placed at the center, and it's like. It's like a, one single white person, one single like Asian and one single like racially ambiguous person. And like this all white people like we just know that not that that is not inclusion, because when we look at um, like just like I was talking about in my other episode about school systems, when we look at the number of students um, in in each race per like the institution, you will see that it is clearly not diverse. It is clearly not inclusion because most black students have been tokenized in their primarily white institutions, especially colleges, because they they always have to have that one awkward black person. They just have to have it so that they can they can write their inclusion black student association. We have we have um LGBTQIA plus we have all this and they list them you know in the in the Naviance when you're looking at like the groups they have they include them and then you go to the pictures and you just see that one awkward black person and I'm like yeah no and then I go look at the percentages and I'm like okay clearly I am going to be the only black person in at least one of my classes like that is going to happen and that is obviously not inclusion that is not diversity and the thing is that we have to go through this every day as black people. And as a black woman in America, even a black man, this is your daily life because POC subconsciously 
live in a world where tokenism, racism, all all the isms, all the misogyny, sexism, all the isms, they, they just constantly live through it. And that is absolutely okay. And the sad thing is that the principle of tokenism takes away from people's hard work because those people are not valued in those spaces. They're not allowed to contribute um, ideas and thoughts and and what they what they have studied and worked hard to achieve so that they can get to the cutting board when when they are just picked for how they look, the hard work that they that they did to get to the cutting board essentially is nothing. Because when they go into that space they're picked to be in, it will just be about, oh, do you want to be in this picture? Oh, you, you, you need to come to the office party because we're going to take pictures. Or, oh, you need to come to this meeting because our client is Black. Or, oh, you need to do this because you're Black. And the people around them just tend to assume that they are the keepers of the gates of race and what they say goes. And it's not like that, you know? Um, because they just included in order to maintain PR relations, PR this, public relations this. And Black people and people of color are more than that. We're more than just a pretty picture and a beautiful afro that no, you still cannot touch. We are more than that. Because this is this is actually a form of subconscious racism because you're saying that they don't deserve this. Good thing. They don't deserve to be treated in an equal manner and have their skills valued more than how they look like. And you're essentially choosing them just because of how they look. I mean, if you think about it, isn't that the concept of slavery? Like, they were, black people were chosen to be slaves because of how they look. You know, ponder on that. Because tokenism is essentially saying that we're lucky to be here. We should be grateful that um, white people in their benevolent selves decided that we will get the opportunity just because we were a couple shades darker or we wore our heads we wore the hair on our heads a little bit, a little bit in an afro or in waves or had braids or had like, uh, you know, like that nice curly 3A, 4A hair. Okay, hold on. Tokenism is saying that we're lucky to be here. We should be grateful for the, for the opportunity given, grateful for the time and the consideration we've been given, right? Yeah? Yeah? Did you answer yes in your head? Okay, no, no. Absolutely not. That's why we're here. Because first of all, Black people in no way, shape, or form are supposed to be thankful to be tokenized like prize show ponies. We earned each and every opportunity and worked a million times harder because of good old slavery in the entire system being created for us to fail in it. The thing is that people confuse diversity on tokenism, just like I said. Because when it comes to ads, there's always that, not just college, um, things that I was talking about. Like when it comes to ad, the ads is just like one awkward, or it's just about this picture perfect black family with a really dark skinned man and uh, a woman who is of like, who's like a light skin, not really dark, has like really curly hair and they're perfect, like light skinned babies. And first of all, that's not how every black family looks like. That's tokenism. Because, you know, 
women don't only black women do not only have curly hair. We have 4D, 4C kind of hair types that, you know, break combs every single day. Why don't we see that in the media? Because society has not accepted it as a picture perfect symbol of the African American woman. So it is not picture perfect. So it's not good enough to be tokenized. That's why all these black people you see in in the media are always this there's this one image of a black woman that has been that has been overly hyped, overly sexualized. Not not that black women in all shapes and forms are not beautiful. They are. But the diversity that black women hold is absolutely astronomical. And only choosing one is tokenized tokenized. Ooh, hold on. Tokenifying the black woman and the black family, because that is not the entire black family dynamic. There are very many ways, shapes, or forms that black people could have families. And by that one ad, just just showing that the dark skin got the light skin and then they got light skin babies. First of all, we don't even know if they're related. Second of all, that is just a token of what the black family is supposed to look like. Or, um, you know, when the ads like have that one black person in the middle smiling a bit too much, that's intentionally putting a black person there for the sole purpose of attracting a more diverse, in quotes, diverse crowd. There's research to this effect that proves that people react the same with ads with or without black people. So, you know, to all the companies there, feel free to have your all white cast because people really don't care, essentially. Like, I don't know the effect that people wanted these um, tokenized ads to have. Like, did, did they did they have the assumption that Black people would go like, hey, yo, that's my homie. I'm going to buy that piece of noodle real quick. I'm going to buy the detergent real quick because I see Shorty Fine in that video. Like, what? Like, support the homies? Like, what reaction <laughs> did they expect us to have from tokenizing this person? You know, seeing those companies try a bit too hard is actually kind of comical if you get used to it. Like, we don't all know each other. Like, I'm not going to see, like, a light-skinned lady with 3A hair who is, like, society's picture-perfect form of a Black woman, like, cooking noodles and be like, yo, I, I need some noodles in my life. Like, no, I don't like noodles. So whether a Black person is cooking it or a white person is cooking it, I just don't like noodles. It... <laughs> Like the skin color of a person does not influence like people buying things. You know, all all these um all these things, all this tokenism examples that I'm giving you, the way I talked about it in colleges and in ads and all that, it does have negative effects to the black person's mental health. And why I say black person's mental health is because there are two different things and, you know, one comes with slavery and one doesn't. <laughs> so um, the negative effects include, you know, I, I got to read y'all this because y'all think I'm playing with this podcast, you know, speaking about shit that doesn't have effects. These things do have effects and these are just but a few of them. So consistent with expectation analysis showed that by numerical variety, gender and race significantly increased symptoms of depression, anxiety, and respectively. It increases token stress, which means like you you people tend to lose loss of black identity 
um, multiple demands of being black, a sense of isolation because you're the only one in that space because of how you look like, having no show of greater competence, ETC, and having a high degree of gender tokenism increases a role overload. And these things are not just in colleges. They're not just in ads. Even our beloved nonprofit organization have it out for Black people. Because since it's hard enough for Black people and people of color to amass wealth, it is definitely no shock that nonprofit organizations are run by white people. Because, you know, slavery, like everything just comes back to slavery. And you can try your hardest, but it just always comes back. And so in this, um, with these nonprofit organizations, in order to look inclusive, they tend to hire minorities with colorful personalities, you know, pun very much intended, to run the organization when they have no resources to do so. They're poorly, poorly paid minorities and not even given enough power that their position should hold. Most volunteers in a situation with nonprofit organization could be people of color while the staff that is getting paid is mostly white. Now this is from like a database that I found. And it says that this type of tokenizing not only perpetuates economic inequality because the whites are getting paid and the and the most volunteer and the volunteers are people of color so that they can go around and doing the good work, which which should be done. There's nothing wrong with doing the good work. But if it's mostly people of color doing the good work for free, then you know you gotta sit down and ask yourself questions. Like is is this is this ethical? Is this ethical? And I think not. So the type of tokenism puts strips of people of color in, it does not allow us to take ownership of our stories. You know, several nonprofit organizations principally serving one or more minority groups with all white communication staff that solicit people of color to share their stories of success, hardship, trauma for the financial benefit of the nonprofit without pay. You know, this is absolutely wrong. Because the the story of, I will use the story of like the black man, he came up from the hood, he worked hard, played sports, got into college with a sports scholarship, has his business degree, and is now working in a successful corporate America job when he when he is being paid like less than the white man. Like that is the that is the black success story that people people want to hear. And when you don't employ people of color to tell their own stories, you don't compensate them. You don't allow them to take ownership and and freedom in their stories and who they choose to share it with. If you just if you just put them in positions and don't even give them the power to run the organizations that were supposed to help people who look like them in situations that are worse, then that is essentially tokenizing them just for their stories, which is not good. You know this all happens why the organization retains all the decision-making power with their all-white staff, keeping people of color safely disempowered and on the outside. You know, recruiting POC to support an organization that does not value POC enough to hire or pay them is the ultimate form of tokenizing. It's essentially saying we want you to do all our hard work while we sit and make all the decisions for you. Does that sound familiar? <clears throat> it should. Having shit like diversity councils, but not having anyone diverse on the boards that make the decisions are being made is essentially 
bullshit. Like, I did not find a better word to describe it. Because why do you need a diversity council? Why Why don't you just include us? Because, I see, white people will go to great lengths just to not include us. They, like, the third, the, the amendment to make us not slaves, perfect. But they just had to rack their brains and they came up with Jim Crow. See, white people will do everything. They will make diversity councils, diversity committee, diversity chair, oh, diversity this. But when it comes to the people making the decisions, they will do absolutely everything in, our, in their power to put a million walls before they let black people in. Because these diversity councils are only there to make sure everything looks good on paper. It's picture perfect, but not in reality. Because they're tokenists with big pays and big pay gaps. And they're like, yes, we value the black experience. Where, where is my money? Where is my money? Where is my position? Where is my power? Where is my ability to not be included in a space that does not value me for my experiences and my, and my academic input, but just because of how I look like? You know? Hard shit, hard, hard stuff, hard stuff, you know, in this building. Now, all this boils down to how it makes the organization looks, how it makes the rich old white man with country houses and houses in the Hamptons playing golf, you know, with old money and philanthropic hearts look, you know? It's all about the appearance of the white, not the experiences of the black. Because... When you essentially look at tokenism, it is actually subconscious racism. Because racism is excluding or not treating someone from a specific group of people equally. You're not treating the person equally. That is racism. Bias against a certain group of people. And so when you look at tokenism, tokenism is recruiting people just because of how they look like. So, you know, racism, racism is not always like calling someone the N-word with a hard R. It's, it's, it's the assumption that the person has nothing more to offer than how they look like. It's the assumption that Black people are not smart enough to get the position if they're not based on how they look like. It's the assumption that... People will people of color will buy things if they see people of color on them. You know, this tokenism is just a way to make institution look less bad. So thus protecting the white people and keeping them in power while disempowering and systematically and disproportionately negatively affecting people of color. Tokenism is just subconscious racism. You know, including one person just because you're black, like, yeah, yeah, come hang. Uh, and like making them your quote unquote black Jesus, that's tokenism. And that's protecting you from looking less racist when in fact you are racist because you chose to treat that person in a way that is not equal. Because black people are not just show ponies. They're not circus freaks that you can choose to bring out of the covers for a show and make an appearance just so the circus can be the best in town. You know, biggest show of all because they have a rare elephant dancing or a pink, pink tutu, pink tutu horse. 
Because that's that's literally show prancing black people in into your organizations without giving them any reins, any control over the group that claims to help the people who look like them. The people, the people whose stories they're gonna benefit from. They're not giving them any control over their stories. They're not compensating them. They're not allowing them to better themselves by telling these stories. So essentially, they control the black person's story, which is again racism. Y'all, y'all see how that connects? You know, the images and shows are tokenism, and that's not enough. We should be grateful. You know, they think that we should be grateful for getting the exposure or lucky to be chosen, you know? Our experiences are not some bargaining chip that companies can and should use just to make the society love them for an alleged facade of inclusion. You know, the people in these positions are just pawns. They're just like pawns on a chessboard and they are moved to protect the king to protect the racism that the king ineptly has i would like to end there by saying that tokenism is just it's just a subconscious form of racism i've said that i will say that again and it, it's not something that is it, it should be confused with diversity diversity is an entirely different concept Inclusion is an entirely different concept. Tokenism is just protecting someone's image so that they don't look as racist as they are because they have a white person. When in reality, the person they have chosen to be the show pony of their circus is unequally treated. They are they are discriminated against. They have a higher workload. And so it essentially is that all the racism that they had is being channeled into this one person. That is essentially what tokenism is. You know, the specific group of people that have been recruited to, to protect an agency or an institution from the shows of racism when they actually are, the burden of all the institution's racism falls on these people that have been recruited. And with that, I would like to end and wish you an amazing day. I hope you learned something from this. I hope you took into essence what I said. Thank you for joining me in this space and listening all the way through. You know, have a lovely day. And I have been your host, Kai, and check out our Spotify, Dear Dear Vacations, and our Instagram, our Dear Vacations, for updates and more episodes. Thank you, and have a lovely day.